Welcome to Lift Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and I created this podcast to help you feel inspired and uplifted so you can unleash your potential self to the world. In this podcast, I talk about divine feminine energy, female empowerment, personal development, and much more. You can expect a mixture of guest interviews and solo episodes from me alongside some of my guided meditations. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Lift Yourself with Laura. Today I'm joined by the lovely Ghoul for the podcast and I'm so excited to get to know Ghoul and her work and everything that she has done and her journey and I can't wait to also introduce her to you. So welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. An amazing starting point please is to give us a background as to who you are what it is that you do and how you've got to where you are right now yeah yeah of course this is Gil hi everyone uh, I am an intuitive healer and a transformational coach and also a mindfulness trainer uh, how I got here is actually it's been 10 years for my own healing journey uh, I started to have some physical symptoms and I couldn't solve them with um medicine and I needed to get some surgeries and that time I was desperate and I started seeing a healer in order to understand if this type of modality would work for me it's been a decade now since I started and I started to see the improvements like tangible improvements on my own health and I was really obsessed with the idea of self-healing I devoted good five years just to learn and use the techniques on myself just for myself, because I had a corporate career. I was a marketing manager at Coca-Cola, then I transferred to uh, where I am now, Luxembourg, uh, to Amazon. So I was in a corporate career, but I was using these techniques for myself to transform and shift my life. And long story short, I met a couple of people here who asked me to do some healing on them. And it started from there four years ago. And it expanded because people talk. When people became many, I think, uh, and I became a coach meantime, tried to combine both worlds because I was in corporate. So I was quite scared to say I'm a healer. I can hear things. I'm psychic. That time I was not ready. I was so afraid of judgment from others. As I was afraid, the the guy that I fell in love with, uh, my soulmate, my husband now, he was like, yeah, healer. Yeah, you work at you know a very big company. You want to maybe say you're a coach? I was like, oh, yeah, I should say that. You know, as women, when we're not, um, when we have unworthiness issues, when we are not aware of our gifts or unique abilities, we listen all these voices. So I became that, and I realized I can really combine both words, and I start doing that. And now I have one one clients all over the world. I am teaching companies on mindfulness as well. And I am also teaching individuals on different topics of self-healing. But my my niche is self-healing and transformation. Yeah, you're doing a lot. I love it. It's so interesting. And I find the whole concept of healing is very necessary and important now more than ever. And I think yeah. a lot of women and even men who feel that they have some type of role or passion to be able to help people and heal people and support people on their journey it can be difficult at the beginning and I've noticed quite a theme not only just with myself but many people have connected with the podcast and clients that 
a lot of people who have these natural gifts have gone through some level of adversity or difficulty to bring this strength out within them so talk to me about this transition that you made from being in a corporate job to fully owning the identity of being a healer how did that look and how did that feel for you to do so actually, it, it, uh, for everyone, I didn't jump immediately because I was carrying so much fears, actually. I'm coming from a family where my father got bankrupt when he did his own business. So for me, leaving this kind of a proper salary to something that I don't know was a bit scary. I did a method, actually. Um, first, I went to part-time because I had so much fears about being an entrepreneur. I... First, I started with baby steps. I was doing healing on myself, lots of self-healing, lots of affirmation, and try to forgive the past, understand why these things happen, and how I can move from the faith of my ancestors, how I can move from the faith of my own father, my own mother. So first, I started to use these techniques a lot in order to... Um, to move from those type of fears and then I started doing both but it, it reached a point where I couldn't hold both I had so much clients and so many requests from there because it's all about referrals actually what I do and on the other side I had my corporate job even with 50% I realized that I am doing a lot as you say we women have tendency to give 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 and not take a break and I realized it's not feminine. And that time I start to learn about this feminine energy more and apply it to myself. And I see that things can come easily to me. I don't need to do all these things at one time. I can let go of some of the things. And the more I learned, the more I fell in love with this, uh, with these methods. So this is why after a good two years of self-work, I managed to step out of the corporate life. Wow. Yeah. So with the feminine energy, when did you become familiar with what it actually is? Very good question. So I am I am Turkish. I'm coming from a country which is um, which the, the main religion is Islam. But I also realized with every woman I work with, even their Buddhist, Christian, Orthodox, whatever they are, I see that most women have gone through what I've been through. Uh, for me, feminine energy was not a not even a subject that we talk when I grow up. So feminine energy was a topic or a headline that I start to learn after my 30s. When I actually start to get sick and when I was looking for some healing modalities to help me, there I realized that, okay, there's also feminine. Because of the school system or the society, we're leading so much with masculine. And right now I can say all the women I work with, they're amazing, they're high achievers, they know what they want to do, but because we live so much with masculine, we kind of push our feminine side, so for me it started after my 30s actually. How did you realize that you were pushing the feminine energy away, and why do you feel that so many women naturally gravitate to being in this masculine energy or wound as feminine energy to be able to you know achieve the things that they want to achieve and be successful yeah let me start with the second question big I think that is the corporate life you need to have tasks and you need to get things done and there's nothing wrong with it okay it's business is business and also in society in school we always need to get things done we always need to be proper so it is through some aspect of masculine energy we need it we need to be in our power so there is nothing wrong with that but 
because we're competing in this in the system i think this is why we tend to lead from there more because so far this is what they teach us so far you never talked about mindfulness or intuition in the business world right now probably we're the first generation or first time in the history we're talking these kind of things i remember when i said these things people were making fun of me in the same company four years later the same people asked me if i can teach them something about mindfulness Probably with COVID and everything, the world shifted. And with the movements of like Me Too, with woman empowerment, I think we start to dare to speak more or truth. So this is how I see it. The society and this kind of very masculine structures pushed us to lead from there for us to be successful. But now it is time. Uh, it is time to combine both and balance both energies uh, for many women. Yeah, and how can women begin to soften more into their feminine? Because I know that myself included, when I was in my masculine energy, and don't get me wrong, I still, you know, lead with taking aligned action because I think that that's absolutely necessary for whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. How can women actually begin to open up to the divine feminine, to trust their intuition, mm-hmm. you know, to take a pause and relax and not feel like they need to be all of the things and have control of all you know every single aspect of their life what tips would you give yeah really good question so I think it's related to how I find it first when I heard this feminine energy I really thought it's about you know being the sexual being that I need to put red lipstick I need to look like this and it really really didn't work on me I started first with the embodiment techniques like in order to feel it but I realized even though I go this kind of workshop or courses something is missing within me within me the divine feminine is not there this is actually when I understand okay what is blocking it so my biggest biggest tip to everyone is to first realize what is blocking it and in my experience I did almost 5,000 hours of healing there is a very very significant pattern of two things it is either shame and humiliation we carry a lot of shame and shame is what is blocking our sacral chakra or feminine energy any memory from your childhood where you feel shameful because you're shining your light on where you feel shameful you're criticized because you were more feminine you were more intuitive you were more more forgiving and more loving all these feminine qualities because of this shame we suppress this is the main thing i see and the Second biggest thing I see is unworthiness. Unworthiness is also an emotion that is, again, blocking the feminine energy. So I would highly advise start with the realization. It is hard, I know, to look at the darkness and realize what is blocking you. But when you start looking at there, then you have possibility to go for healing. Yeah. This is the second step I see. So I always start with first find the root cause, first realize what, what stopped you so far. Why were you feeling shameful? And usually people say, oh, I don't feel shameful. And then in the session somewhere, they all go to a memory from their childhood or or maybe from their ancestors where they really, really felt the shame of feminine energy. When we find it, then we have chance to forgive who was involved and forgive ourselves. Then I say the second big step is the forgiveness world before going to embodiment. It's all about forgiving yourself. It's all about forgiving others. But the true forgiveness is not, I understand and I love you. No, no, no. I understand I'd let it go. 
And after this step, I always say, then, then it's the time to work on the worthiness. First, you need to really start to feel worthy. And it's really hard, to be honest. I see it everyday job. <laughs> I see it everyday job. <laughs> I've been doing this for just focus on feminine energy for three years. And to be honest, if I don't do this kind of little activities, uh, it's very easy to go down. And after that, also, of course, combine it with the embodiment techniques, like whatever your, your body really likes to do, nurturing your body, giving your body good food, drinking more water, doing a physical exercise to your body, taking some me time that works for you. And I always advise, find what works for you. For example, usually people love yoga and it's amazing. And I was doing yoga, but when I started doing deep healing work with people, I just realized it's not working with me anymore. And I really pushed myself. And I just, when I tune in, my body was craving for something more stronger, for something where I don't relax because all my sessions I'm up there. <laughs> my body was telling me, now it's not a session down, calm down, don't shut down. And I switched it to Pilates and I realized, wow, it's the magic. It was not like this three years ago. Maybe it's not gonna be like this one year from now. But the divine feminine know the answers. So try to embody what you need rather than what people say. Yeah. I know you asked for one tip. I gave so many. <laughs> it's a topic that I love. <laughs> Amazing answer. It was so powerful. And the point that you're making, how divine feminine is different for everybody, yeah. is very, very true. And I feel that as women and, and men, we all have our own answers within. We all have our own unique powers, our strengths weaknesses you know personalities and yeah. it's our job to create that inner alignment in our world and establish well how does the divine feminine show up for me you know my own energy and my passions or my whatever it is that I like to do because then you can use it to your advantage so it's not a case of just sitting back and waiting for things to come opportunities to come knocking at your door and just hoping for the best it's not that at all it's actually giving yourself the time to nurture your body to listen to your intuition I love what you're saying about self-forgiveness self-compassion forgiveness for other people creating space these are all things that we do overlook because it's seen in society as like a weak thing and something that leaves you vulnerable when in fact it's very very powerful because it builds up this internal strength and bringing it to the point that you made about the worthiness that's huge Wow. Many women I work with, even myself included, have, have struggled with self-worth. And I find that initially, until you open up to this work and you know, working with healers like yourself, you somehow associate your self-worth to what you achieve. Yeah. And then that's why I think a lot of people, women included go within this hyper masculine energy of needing to do 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 go on to the next achievement and the next big goal and even you know on top of that bring their weirdness to how they look so there's a lot of shame and blame and guilt if they don't feel like they meet up to beauty standards ideal and they have to constantly keep up this pressure and this 
feeling of like if they don't tick the boxes in all of the areas of life then they aren't worthy they aren't enough and this is where I find that women we get into this cycle of just giving our power away just not allowing ourselves to come home to who we actually are because we've got this chatter in our mind that in order for us to be worthy enough we have to look like this we have to be doing this we have to do you know what I mean and it's yeah, it's so perfectionist in a voice it's like the perfectionist in a voice and it's very interesting because the perfectionist in their voice in my experience is will is there and probably will always be there so far I didn't I don't know any healing methods that can really take away this negative voice or that can really take away your fear all this works helps you to you know make the unworthiness voice little and the worthiness voice a bit bigger but mm. it's a bit higher but what i see usually the unworthy voice is always talking but when i give people some worthiness affirmation they do it one or two times like it's not working <laughs> of course it's not working <laughs> because this one is talking all the time this one you try two times why don't you try it for a month and let's see how it happens and then they see that it's shift so i always say it's a work it takes time but it is doable everybody does it <laughs> you can also do it but it takes some time and effort yeah you have to be devoted to the practice to showing up and doing it because if you just expect you know in one session of having hypnosis or doing some meditation or yoga or reiki that everything's going to change in your life you are going to be disappointed because it it's changing your whole self image your whole belief system as to who you thought you were to who you actually are and that you were already worthy and that's why it can be difficult can't it because people think that you know we can be impatient as well so we've got this level of like you know, wanting to be perfect but then we can be a little bit impatient on wanting things tomorrow and it's just actually going into that flow state and trust and that's divine feminine isn't it but bringing it back to the worthiness thing, because this is huge and I, I kind of want to keep on this for a little bit. What's What are some tips that you would share for women to really begin to look at their self-worth internally as opposed to focusing on the external and some general advice there? So it's a very broad, and <laughs> there are so many advice. I can talk three hours on the advices. But the things that really, really help me and the woman that I work is you have to find a way to talk to your inner voice. It is there. There is an inner voice in everyone. You can say it's maybe it's your angel's voice. Maybe it's this voice. It's not important. The voice that you you know you have all the answers. And it takes time to really reach out to this. I really find one thing super useful when there's this negative time is really just take a pen and paper and write. I think writing is one of the things that really, really can help everyone. And usually people start writing just a couple of paragraphs and they're like, no, it's not working for me. I always say minimum three pages start writing minimum three page you will realize that it helps you to brain dump everything and it helps you to go when somebody triggers you when you feel unworthy and this is life it's gonna happen all the time all the time like the other day I think I wrote four pages about about the thing that happened with my husband and I realized mm, I'm really triggered and my self-worth is attacked why it's happening I start writing and in the end the topic was not even about him anymore because I realized oh okay this is the issue yeah I can forgive myself about that it gives you perspective if you have no time to work with anyone the easiest thing you can do is writing what I find super useful uh, is to take some walks in the nature 
why in the nature you know some people go to emdr therapy it's right and left right and left when you walk you do the same effect to your own brain so when you walk in the nature without anything with you just go there and nature has already healing abilities and when you go there after some time with the problem in your mind you can think clearly you can see clearly if you have no time to do anything take a walk in the uh, nature and the other thing is i love to do is you know basic type of meditation of forgiveness it's always for women we have to forgive ourselves more and more every day every day because it's either that maybe you have kids at home and you feel that oh my god i'm not a good mother or i'm not a good employee we tend to put so much pressure on us as you said we tend to do everything and we're never enough and it's never enough so one thing is to listen this type of meditation which can rewire your brain in order to see from different perspective that says you know what i'm enough <laughs> there's three things i think the best tips that i can uh, that really really help me yeah the great tips and the definitely tips that have helped me as well especially with the writing because when you have this like mean girl in your mind saying all of these things that you aren't good enough or that you should be with you know that whole like should you should be doing this you should be there you should be doing it, you know and it just really limits you and when you put it on paper and you read it you're like was I saying that about myself like why why am I saying that about myself like I would not say that to my best friend so why yeah. am I thinking it's okay to say it to myself and then like you pointed out once you do right and you get into this kind of like flow and you're patient with yourself and you allow yourself to be fully like honest with whatever's going to come out you see that quite often the root of it was nothing really to do with no, how you look. No, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not really anything to do with that. It's something over here. And then you're like, ah, okay. So that's like the thing that I really want to work on now because I don't want that to continue to grow bigger and bigger. And then when you're in nature and you just go for a walk by yourself without even listening to a podcast and people always laugh when I say that because I am a podcaster but I'm like no you do need to have time where you're not consuming because you need to listen to yourself and going yeah. out in nature and being able to do that is is so powerful it's underrated how much clearer it can make your mind and anything that you've got going on at the moment you will just receive answers and guidance and a lot of that is down to the divine feminine isn't it around like the divine yeah. feminine wisdom why do you think a lot of women overthink and get like caught up in their own head like up here I speak to many women and they tell me things like they feel heavy or they can just feel a little bit like stuck you know like trapped up in their own thoughts why do you think that is if you were to relate it to divine feminine yeah, I think part of us is always a problem solver. <laughs> With women, we're always like a problem solver. We're always like in the family, when you look at especially mothers, you see that they're trying to, okay, this is the issues that may help this one, that may help this one. Or in our jobs, we always, okay, this is the problem. How can I solve it? So our mind is always going from one direction to another. It is, it is true that it's very distracting and it's very stressful most of the time and it just takes from our energy and then we cannot <laughs> we cannot solve it 
um, I see that usually because we have a deep compassion is coming from somewhere. People don't do it because they're crazy or they're irresponsible or they're control freak. They really, really try to be the better version of themselves. Especially with the women I work, I see that they are thinking all the time because they want to be better. They want to be a better version of themselves. They want to help the people around them. So one thing is also, this is why journaling helps because you're like, let me put it out to the paper so it just leaves me so I can okay I can see clearly but I see that it's coming from a place of uh, trying to help everyone and too much confession overgiving <laughs> yeah overgiven and then not allowing space to be able to receive because yeah. even women myself included struggle at times to accept compliments and it's yeah. like a natural thing I find myself if someone says and then I go to like push it, push it away. And then I'm like, no, I need to not do that. So the work is always in the back of my mind to be like, no, make a different decision. And then it's just not having that judgment and understanding that each day you're showing up and you're just implementing it and you're embodying it, as you say, yeah. it will progress and you will notice the change in terms of how worthy you feel and your self-worth and your values. Yeah. If we talk about divine feminine energy and connecting to our intuition when it comes to dating and meeting a, a soulmate, what are some tips that you would give to a woman who's single at the moment and dating now? Does she want to really find someone like a long-term partner? Yeah, yeah, very good question. So I, I started my own healing journey. I started to get six when I was going through a divorce and, and, uh, in order to heal my heart, this was my main focus for a good two or three years. I just learned really one thing. It's a very famous uh, poet, Rumi, very famous spiritual teacher. He always say our task is not to seek love outside. It is to understand what are the barriers within us that's blocking it to come. So this this phrase really changed my life because I was like, okay, what is blocking me? And for three years after my divorce, nobody, nobody asked me out. <laughs> Not even one single person. And then, then I realized, okay, it's always the inner work. What is blocking me? Maybe you are scared of being hurt. Maybe you're scared that it's going to affect your success. Maybe you're scared that it is going to affect your family. Maybe you're scared that uh, you need to be judged so all these things is actually putting barriers on our heart and in the end we put all these walls all the or the cage that this is within us it's never about the the best person even the best person is there when you don't open your heart you're like this and when i find out what was my cage and when i put the cage down i met with my current husband which was we were already in the same team and he told me for six months you didn't see me and I really didn't see him and when I look at him I'm like you're very hot how did I not see you before <laughs> how did I not realize because probably I was like that and and relationships is are very triggering <laughs> soulmate relationship is that you have a mirror and it's always triggering so I feel like this is where you need the divine feminine because divine feminine is not just being calm and being zen and being loving. This is what they teach us. It's also powerful. So also divine feminine means it has the power within it. It has the balance and the power. The more you practice this, the more you can open your heart with clear boundaries. <laughs> 
so that you can receive and give at the same time. It's not just give, give, give. It's also receive so you can balance. Uh, but the best tip I would say, don't worry about finding the one. Just do the inner work. Just do the inner work. Forgive yourself more. Go to the stories where you feel onward. To go to the stories where you feel hurt. If you're not dating with someone for a long time, probably there's a little girl inside hiding behind the walls and saying, no, I'm so scared. So go to that girl. Talk to her. Find the persons who hurt her. Forgive them one by one. Forgiveness can be done maybe one time, maybe six, ten times. It depends on how much you hurt, but keep doing the work. It always works. And then when you open your heart, the love will come to you. This is my advice. Mm, that's a beautiful answer. And I think a lot of women would really benefit from hearing that. And it is true how we close ourselves off. Sometimes it's a subconscious thing as a means of wanting yeah. to stay safe. And a lot of women who listen to the podcast are quite ambitious and you know they're wanting to work towards their future self and they've got this vision and these goals and I think sometimes it can be this fear of like if someone new was to come into my life would it influence my level of success would they be on the same energetic like would they understand me you know doing like this type of work not a lot of it's only like a select few I think more and more people are doing it now but there's mm -hmm. still like not it's still like early on let's say so there's that one thing as well which can which can cause people to almost like not take the steps and not move forward in relation to finding love or well when I say finding love I mean like attracting a partner a soulmate I found, and I don't know whether you would agree with me here or I'm interested to know your thoughts, when you do soften into your divine feminine, do the healing work around like your heart and open up more, I've noticed that it has naturally attracted like interest from the masculine. Yeah. Like it's just a natural out of the blue. Is yeah. That, would you agree that that happens? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Sometimes I tell my clients when we work very heavy on the sacral and work on the rising up to Kundalini, I always say, no, there can be many people. You don't need to take them all. You can sense who is the soulmate. So they will come to you because when you raise your vibration, of course they come to you, but then you can pick who you want to be with. You don't need to take the first person immediately. There, there comes the divine feminine because your intuition knows, your intuition tells. And we need to learn how to listen our intuition because actually to be honest in my mind uh, nothing works with my soulmate on the paper like when I write what I needed you know, my success criteria it's not what came I think it was the biggest lesson for me to listen to my intuition the, the one when I opened my heart came it doesn't fit the one on the paper but it gives me such a different feeling okay I'm gonna listen to my intuition and sometimes we don't we just shut down but our inner voice always knows when I say to a woman they say I know I knew it like I don't know how to say but I know he was not the right guy for me okay you know then listen to it or they say I know it was right the guy for me, but I never give a chance. So we usually know. This is why this walking, writing, meditation helps you to validate the inner voice. Mm. Why do you think so many women don't listen to that part of us, that voice that does say this person isn't for us or no, we need to? Is it fear or is it lack of trust? I think it's lack of trying because so far in the schools, it, it's when I was in, you know, until 
even after my university, we never listen to our intuition. <laughs> you yeah. always need to look at the data. So we're not trained to listen to our intuition. And imagine from almost six, seven years to adult life, you are trained to look at the facts, you're trained in a masculine way. And then you find yourself in a business life and you need to cope it, you need to find a job. So it really, you never had time to focus on, okay, what my intuition says. And let's be honest, it's a very, very recent topic of maybe last five years, we were talking about these things so loudly. Of course, there were always books and etc., but it was not so loud in our daily life. I think it's lack of practice. This is why I tell to my clients, there's nothing wrong with you. So far, you never put your focus on this one. And feminine energy, when you put your focus on one area, you can really do it. So far, you never put your focus on this one. You had other priorities in life. Now, when you just put your focus, you can bring it. It's actually, we have it. It's within us. It's not that, that hard. But time. <laughs> mm. What are your thoughts on the whole concept of like sexual energy? So if a woman is dating and I noticed that you said like, don't always go with the first person, like trust yourself and listen. And, yeah. and a lot of women do not do that and they might just go with the first thing and then there can be like an influence around their own thought process their own self-worth their own value as a woman and obviously everybody's entitled to do whatever it is that they want to do but let's say hypothetically this is someone listening wants to find the soulmate what are your views on like this whole like sexual energy and protecting your sexual energy as a divine feminine woman yeah, very good question. So the first thing I would say, life happens. <laughs> if it happens, there is a lesson within it. So please don't go to the, oh my God, shame, it's over. I don't understand. No, you what you learn from this experience, in order to really heal this type of wounds, first you need to realize what are you, why it happened for you. But not like, why God, why? What are you learning from this experience? Maybe you're going to learn that you need to set boundaries. Maybe you're learning that you need to listen to your intuition more. Maybe you just learn you wanted to have fun. It can be anything as as long as you honor what is the what you realize what is the lesson for you we can really forgive someone when we understand what we gain from it what is the lesson for us and then i always say do a basic meditation like either hopopono or you can work with angels to cut the ties cut and cleanse the energetic ties with this person if you don't want them in your life just forgive them and send them light and send them away so this is the first step I would say. If it happened, first of all, don't go to the root of shame. Clear that one first. And then because you got the lesson, when we understand the lesson, when it's come next time, then you are more prepared not to do it again. Because then you know, then you understand, okay, I did it once. I'm not doing it this time universe. And when you truly forgive yourself, usually forgiveness to self and self is such a high energy you attract the right person. This is this is how I see it. Yeah, because energetically you've leveled up, like you've raised your inner self-worth, which then influences what you attract into your yeah. reality. And it has to start within us first, doesn't it? And I think going back to what we were saying, how you have to be like patient and consistent and have that deep trust yeah. that this is going to work, even if it's not happening straight away. I mean, it might happen straight away. Everyone's situation is different, isn't it? But you just have to focus on your healing journey and the, you know, 
the things that you, your heart desires and what your intuition is telling you in order to be able to then, you know, attract the things that are good for your soul. And it is the connection with the soul, isn't it, with the divine feminine? If we were talking about like being a high value woman and a woman who has self-respect, what are some tips that you would give women now in the modern day society to really step into that energy to be able to you know, be how they actually are naturally meant to be and then do as well because doing the things that they want to do as a result of that energy? Yeah, yeah, very good. I think the first thing I would say, what really, really helped me, and it's not that I'm doing it best, is I'm trying to do it more and more every day, <laughs> is to is to actually set the first boundaries <laughs> in order to feel good about ourselves, in order to feel worthy about ourselves. It's all right. It's very feminine to set the healthy boundaries so that you have time and space and you have this energy within you to work on any kind of any kind of self-healing any kind of development i would say the first thing you should work is the boundaries actually so that you are in your power and you know where you want to go this is the first thing second thing is that life happens when they happen when i say divine feminine just tune into your intuition trust your intuition more ask your intuition more i had a client and she has a very funny story she came to me because she wanted to find the soulmate okay because you're asking about soulmates and we really started just clearing her childhood and all these things and she was always saying how is connected to my soulmate and i was just making fun don't worry or just i don't know how it's connected to your soulmate to be honest but our task is just to remove the things in the heart maybe you have abandonment issues with your family maybe you have insecurity in your heart we were always working on these things and she was like how are we going to bring a soulmate and she was doing a special soulmate meditation that i recorded for her and then Sometimes I think three months later, she uh, attracted the soulmate and everything was amazing. And a couple of months later, she came back to me again. She said, oh my God, it's not working. I need to break up. We immediately think it's our fault. And I told her, look, <laughs> soulmate needs to trigger you. It's okay. Probably he's triggering you. It's not about him. Let's work on the issues where you feel. And this thing with her, I see constantly. As women, we want to prove ourselves so much. We want to prove our words. We don't feel worthy and we need to prove it. We need to prove it. And in order to prove it, when we the other party doesn't understand us, we immediately want to, okay, he's not the right guy. Yeah, okay, yeah. I cannot prove myself. Uh, so this is, we always laugh. Now they're living together after, after thinking, oh my God, he's not the right guy a couple of times. Now they're living together and they're very happy and we always laugh about it it's about always the inner work before going to there always start with you why do you need to prove yourself what happens if you don't need to prove yourself if you just can be who you are and it always comes with your intuition because your intuition tells you what you need but we're like no 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 so the two things I, I think very important for any woman the boundaries and letting go <laughs> the need of trying to get approval and prove prove the self yeah I um, hope it, I know it's a bit like the question is here my answer is here but they are very connected actually yeah not at all yeah it's it's such a good answer the boundaries is huge isn't it I mean we could do a whole podcast episode just yeah. on boundaries alone and linking it to being a high value woman 
it's necessary because you can't give your energy to everyone you know the more that you say no to people then the more you're able to say yes to people because if you just say yes to everything and everyone you're not going to be able to come at your best you're not going to be able to feel at your best but a lot of women struggle with that whole concept of actually saying no and it's stripping it back to basics of just feeling it's okay so you're not going to you're not going to let people down. You're not going to disappoint people. I always say, if you put a boundary in place and someone is offended by that, that's their problem. That's not a mm. you problem. Like if someone puts a boundary in relation to me and I don't like it, then that's a, a problem. That's something I've got to look at, not them. And I think the more that we start to understand that and respect each other's energy and space, the easier it is to actually put it in in a you know, in a respectful way, it's not about being rude or snotty or anything like that. It's just about actually honouring who you are and the value you bring. And then the point that you're making about your clients, and I love that she found a soulmate and, and everything is going really well. Yeah, she tortured the soulmate a couple of times. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think sometimes as well, particularly with women, and I don't know whether this is from, you know, childhood programming you know within like Disney movies that we think once we meet this guy everything's going to be amazing it's going to be sunshine and rainbows there's never going to be any disagreements and I think it's it's actually really understanding as you say relationships do require work and commitment from both both sides of course there are people who aren't compatible and it can get toxic and unhealthy and that's different when it's just like a little bit of like a disagreement different values different personalities it's it's okay to actually spend time to look at that if both I feel I feel like it requires both people to be willing to do that it can't just be like the woman because yeah like like we've already touched on the women the women do take a lot of responsibility like we we want things to go well and especially feel that if we like someone you know we will fight for that and we will do that as women and I think it is that understanding not every relationship is going to be amazing amazing I do believe perfect relationships exist but I think it does take you know understanding and communication and all of these things that allow that to happen and it to grow because trust is something that comes over time like you're not just going to trust someone right away you have to allow life to happen and and things to to come about to see whether there is you know it is a right you know compatibility for you both that that's been my view anyway yeah yeah yeah, I totally agree I totally agree it's really the work of two people but it's true as women because we want to solve and we want to transform and I remember in Sufism they they usually say um, love is the biggest transformation love is the biggest transformation and kind of is your biggest teacher ever uh, so that you can learn the most from love and I can really really guarantee it so many relationships (laughs) are the ones that you really learn a lot about yourself because what happened in my own relationship okay I did everything and I manifested and he came and then all my fears kicked in I was not sure if I was worthy enough to be loved and I sabotaged the relationship so much it it really required a lot of work to really really accept and own okay I'm really feeling I'm really feeling good and most of us we don't even feel beautiful I see one big topic to feel beautiful for a woman is a huge topic because maybe it's how we're raised. Maybe, as you said, the cultural beauty norms, we don't see our own beauty. We don't see. And when we see our own beauty, it's really hard for others to see it. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One and of the topics that I, I have worked on. Yeah, I think actually feeling comfortable with recognizing your own beauty as well in yeah. it in its own as just being your own essence and who you are. So stripping it back and being comfortable with that because a lot of women aren't. And it's easier to have this guard up, kind of like what we were saying about the guards around your heart, more so the guards around you in general, because women, you know, it can be for different reasons, like self-protection. It can be so many other areas as to why a woman might not feel beautiful or attractive or, you know, come back to that self, that worthiness thing. And yeah, it, it takes time, doesn't it? It takes time to consistently you know, give yourself the love and connecting with your body. You know, a huge part of the divine feminine is, is your, it's being comfortable in your own skin, isn't it? And your body yeah. and, and all of that. I wanted to mention is about the, the darker side of the divine feminine. Yeah. And I think sometimes a lot of people associate like the divine feminine as like soft and, you know, relaxed <laughs> and flowy. But it's not all that, is it? It's, you know, there's a lot of fire within the divine feminine. It's very fiery energy. And I always like the analogy of like a lioness defending a cubs. Like she'll get out there and she'll do it. So yeah, talk to me about like this. I don't know whether I call it like the dark side of the divine feminine or like the dark goddess, like that type of energy. What's your understanding of that? Yeah, we all have our dark sides, right? Because we all have either the perfection side of you or the whiny, you know, victim side of you. We all have it. But in my own experience, the more you know, the more you send light and talk to this side and understand what these dark sides want from you, you bring more light to that side. There's a really good book about it. The uh, what was the name? It's from Debbie Ford, The Dark Side of Light Chasers. That book is a really, really self-study book if you want to find your you know, dark side and understand the voice of your dark side. For listeners, it's a very, very good self-study book that really, really helped me. But as you said, like there's fire for some women, there's fire in the soul. And this is why I was so called to the energy of you know divine feminine when I started my healing, because I was always saying I have fire in my soul. I don't want to be Zen all the time. I don't believe in it. I don't live in a life where I need to be calm all the time. I don't think it is true because we're going through all the emotions, but anger has power in it. Fire has power, but it's usually the misplaced power. <laughs> when you bring the divine feminine, more you place that power to somewhere that really, really helps you, that really helps you, helps you to grow and learn from it. And the knowledge of water really helped me to understand it. Divine feminine is something like a water for me because it's so powerful it can get rid of mountains. If it needs it, it can float and get rid of anything. But at the same time, it can take shape of anything. So it's it's like the float. But it's not like, oh my God, I'm Zen all the time. Okay, if I need, I can show you my power. But I know when to use it. So the more you understand your dark side, I think the more you learn how to navigate this power to what you want because the dark side is usually the size for example there's this whiny girl okay she's so whiny <laughs> me there's a whiny version of me she's always like oh my god i'm so tired i cannot do all this she's always like this and when i talk to her usually she's just trying to tell me it's time for you to rest 
okay but she's a bit too whiny <laughs> due to my childhood so the more you talk to this voice you change you change this voice and you understand okay how can I help her this is how I see the divine feminine but all emotions are welcomed all emotions we need all of them yeah we do we can't you know if we are always like shaming and suppressing emotions that's when it starts to eat up inside us even more doesn't it and I'll definitely check that book out that you recommended because I I feel like I'm on a divine feminine journey myself and connecting with the divine feminine I absolutely love learning about it and applying it to my life and still enabling me to be at my full potential and do things because I am a woman who I would say is ambitious and I'm consistent in, in different areas of my life I definitely by no means have got it all together and all figured out but I definitely do like the idea of connecting to your intuition, having this natural, like, intuitive feeling. I love how you describe the divine feminine as being more like water because I'm a water sign. So mm. I think, like, naturally I've got a lot of divine feminine qualities. I just masked it quite a lot with this wounded energy. So if a woman is you know, ambitious, um, has got goals, got visions and dreams and things that she wants to do, wants to help people or you know, build something of her own. How can she begin to incorporate the masculine energy in a, you know, in a way that is divine and in a way that allows her to show up mm. and you know be devoted to what it is that she's doing, but not causing it to burn out? I think it's a balance because we also need masculine, right? I always say we need both. Otherwise, the God wouldn't give us both. We need both these energies. We need this balance. But for women, it's true that the more you lead with your feminine side, the more you understand how you can bring yourself to balance, the more successful you are. Because usually with all the women I work with, they all have the masculine. It's very easy. It's always there. You want to get things done. So far, I didn't work with any woman that is so feminine, but I need to increase her masculine side. It's usually the other way around. It was the same for me, especially women in corporate life. Like the yeah. masculine is so strong. And it's, I think the first thing I always do is just to make peace with the masculine. It helped you so far. Okay, it's not an energy that we hate. It helped you so far. It helped you achieve things. Maybe so far in your lifetime, you need to achieve things like that. But now you can combine both and lead with more feminine energy, meaning that lead with more your intuition, lead with more knowing what, what your body, your soul desires. Because usually for women, when they connect to their divine feminine, they know what their soul desires. They know, they know what they want. And when you know what you want, how is not our job. It's a very masculine way of, okay, I need to get there. No, it's not our job. How is you leave it to the system? You just take the inspired actions, but still you need to take the actions. I love this quote, our faith is in love with our efforts. So this inspired actions intuitive action is the masculine side because you need an action you cannot just pray all day for things to come to you if you want to change your job you need to take some actions but inspired action can be maybe i'm going to reach out to a friend it's not i'm not gonna search for a job in linkedin but i ask her like oh i remember my friend call him or her immediately i actually had a client like this she wanted to change her job she put on a vision board and everything 
But when we talked to her divine feminine, the action she told me, this is how I remember. She's like, I need to talk to my friend. And I was, okay, if this is your inspired action, talk to your friend. And she talked to her friend. So it was not the LinkedIn post. It was not changing her CV. It was not applying for 50 places. She reached out to that friend and she just said, I'm interested in changing my job and et cetera. And um, nothing happened, to be honest. For a couple of months, nothing happened. But then she changed her CV. She was in the field. Okay, I can do this with all this inspired action. That friend reached out to her three months later for a job in a different company. And she went to talk to there. She didn't get this job. So you trust the system. <laughs> she didn't get this job and she didn't give up. She's like, okay, I did my part. I trust the universe. Couple of months later, the lady who did the interview, the HR changed to another company. And she said, I really liked your interview. Would you like to work with us? And so this is what I always say. Your task is always work on yourself and do the inspired action. The rest, you leave it to the divine. This is where I think masculine and feminine needs to go hand in hand. It is trust and faith and listening your intuition, but at the same time, it's taking the action. So she had to go to that meeting. She had to go to that interview. So this is how I see it, actually. Yeah, she had the idea, the inspired idea, then she took the action. She had the experience and then obviously there's been this, like she's been, they remembered that or that person's remembered that and then when an opportunity's come up, that's how it's come back to her. I love that story and it does go to show that even if it doesn't happen right away, I say to myself now, everything is working out in my favour. Yeah. Even if it doesn't go how I hoped and I'm disappointed in some way, that there's going to be a clear reason as to why that didn't happen. And even if I can't see it logically now, I'll understand it in the future. Yeah. And that is having that greater trust, isn't it? Yeah. I think especially when we're doing the work around like manifesting and you know, attracting the life that you want to attract and create, we want to know when it's going to turn up and how it's yeah. going to turn up. And that can really cause us to be stuck in the same position because again it's going back to being up in your own mind isn't it whereas when you have that whole idea and belief of like I trust you universe I've done my part I haven't yeah. expected you to just come and bring something up the blue I've shown up and I've done my bit and now I'm going to take a step back and I'm just going to allow that space to be filled by the universe with opportunities and I think that is how you are able to get to where you want to go a lot quicker and I think some people feel that in order to get you know the the new job or the new relationship or build the business it has to be constant going all the time and really it's it is in those moments when we slow down that's when we can get the ideas you connect them to the divine feminine and that actually when you do listen to that and you take the aligned action that can result in you getting where you want to go quicker yeah yeah I, I, totally, I totally agree and it's it's hard to listen to intuition I always say start with the little things in the little things you listen and you listen you see wow because the divine were perfectly when you listen to your intuition but we we want so fast things in this day so we want to go from immediate sometimes the action you take is it's just a step of all the others action for universe to work <laughs> so just keep patient be patient and trust that it's all gonna work for you Another thing that I 
tell myself and look at it for myself and my own journey is the universe wants to give me what I what I want what I desire otherwise I wouldn't have like a like a very burning desire for that and it will give me it only when the foundations are fully ready because it doesn't want to set me up to fail so if something's not coming and I'm thinking why it's because there just needs to be like a little bit more work done or a little bit more growth done and then when those foundations are there that's when it it will align yeah yeah Yeah. so it's taking that self accountability and responsibility to do the inner work yourself instead of looking externally all the time which I feel like helps us doesn't it to be able to you know actually go to where we want to go and and evolve and grow yeah and I read recently on a Sufi book that the God only shows you the God only gives you the dream of something that is in your destiny or they only show you something that is your potential so they don't show you they don't make you dream of something that's already not in your potential and it really really helped me and helped many of my clients especially women with fertility issues to understand if you can really feel the soul of baby all you need to do is okay let's release the fears and let it come to you yeah otherwise they don't even show you this kind of dream you don't even go there so it's also this is why you need to hold the faith in the manifestation and i know it's hard when you want something so much and it doesn't have fun i know it's hard and heartbreaking i would say it's like this if you hold the energy i want energy cannot flow there is nothing to flow there so this is why it's always trust and trust and surrender are very feminine qualities yeah they are because it's it is actually just trusting that everything is going to everything's divine everything's going to come as it's meant to come uh i have enjoyed every moment of this conversation like I said before we press record and the divine feminine I'm just here for everything about it because it's just so interesting but also very very necessary and I think so many women don't know the power of it so thank you so much for this lovely conversation before you do go talk to me about how people can work with you where people can find you what you've got coming up yeah yeah as uh, so first of all it's my pleasure I love this topic <laughs> I can talk about it all the time where people can find me is purposeful wives is my website um so the ways of working with me I do have full moon meditations every month free of charge we tune in together we did one actually last night we were 60 people we do meditate moon is feminine divine feminine we do it on the full moon night and this is how I communicate with my with my network and I have some online courses uh, that I offer on self-healing. So I'm a big advocate of self-healing because even with Divine Feminine, people ask me, are you always like this? I'm like, no. <laughs> when I'm angry, I need to manage my anger. When I'm sad, you know, when you wanted something so much, it didn't happen. You're not like, oh, okay, it didn't happen. Let me open. No, you go to the, you know, deep sadness. Maybe you need to hold the grief. Um, so I like to teach these things that can empower women. And one is starting in September. It is embrace, heal and embrace, sorry, heal and embody the divine feminine. But this course is designed to take a journey about shame and humiliation, understand the blogs. I always start to realize the blogs and then how we can heal them and how you can move from them. It's all about self-work. There are five or six different meditations 
uh, weekly calls in order to do some healing work around this and some mindfulness work with a lot of accountability because with accountability we can move and I work with people on one-to-one transformation journeys for uh, for three months period so these are the ways to work with me now amazing and are you on are you on instagram can people find you over there yeah yeah i'm on instagram <laughs> it's use of mess my name they can find me i'm on instagram i write weekly newsletters every week i tune into the energy what's happening because it's amazing if one client comes with oh my god i had an argument with my partner i hate him everybody comes with the same topic that week if somebody comes with i'm so so shameful everybody comes with that topic same week and i start to realize there's so many similarities every week that is in the sessions and i start to write newsletters about it if you're feeling angry this week these are the things you can do and i talk about the books i read i read a lot of books i have lots of self-healing books to talk about i talk about the meditations that is usually useful for me they can also follow my newsletter yeah do you know what just to add on what you've just said there is how a lot of women think that they there's something that might be bothering them or affecting them is just them who's going through it and really mm. there's like whatever's personal is universal there's like always other people who are in the same similar position similar worries and we feel it's just us and I think that's why we can often like feel a little bit like isolated on our journey especially when we're doing this work because there's like that shame and really we when we actually look a lot of people have these same thoughts no one's perfect no one's got it all thick at all and it's just actually understanding that as long as you're patient patient with yourself and you're actually giving that self-compassion and love you can you can progress yeah, yeah, I totally, totally agree. And usually I got so many replies saying that, oh my God, how do you know I've been going through this this week? And like, I know all of us, yeah. <laughs> you're not alone. Oh, amazing. So thank you so much for your time. Honestly, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Same here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Lift Yourself Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe. And if you would like to see more content from me, Follow me on Instagram at underscore lauralifts underscore. If you're feeling generous, give this podcast a review on the Apple Podcast app as it will help this podcast get in front of more people who need to hear this content. Thank you so much for listening. I am so, so grateful to have you with me and I'm really looking forward to speaking to you next time.